my family is incredibly supportive and my parents from a very young age would always encourage me to see the dots of the world and how we can connect them to make a, a solution. And I think that I've carried that with me, you know, through all these years, every time I see different problems that exist, um, you know, I think that there's so many things in the world and, and nothing's really completely new, right? It's innovation is connecting dots between things that should be connected. And so if we know how to make instantaneous detection tools and we know that foodborne illness is a huge problem, why shouldn't we make instantaneous detection tools for foodborne illness? Hello friends, welcome to Let's Give a Damn. And for so many of you, welcome back. My name is Nick LaPara and every single week on this podcast, my goal is to share the stories of amazing damn givers from all walks of life and from all over the globe so that you'll be inspired to give more dams than ever before. This week's podcast episode is week three of a five-part series if you've been following along a five-part series that I'm doing in partnership with my friends at the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative to bring you the stories of five young leaders that have completed their CGIU program and have gone on to create and build beautiful and meaningful projects, companies, or organizations. Each week during this series so far, I've introed each of the episodes with a short conversation I had with the queen herself, Chelsea Clinton, while I was at CGIU 2018 a few weeks ago in Chicago. So before I introduce today's guest to you, here is friend of the podcast and fellow damn giver, Chelsea Clinton. Welcome back. Thanks thank for being you. a return guest, albeit very briefly, to the well, podcast. thank you, Nick, so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be back. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so what is, for those listening on the podcast, what is CGIU and what particularly is happening this week at CGIU 2018? So CGIU, we're, this is our 11th CGIU, and it's the Clinton Initiative uh, University, and we kind of bring together young change makers from around the world. So this weekend, we have more than 1,100 students um, from more than 100 countries representing more than 300 colleges and universities. And while the majority are undergrads, we also have quite a few graduate students. Uh, you know, even here from the University of Chicago, we have students from the college, from the School of Public Health, from the medical school, the law school. And what um, kind of unifies all the students is that every student comes individually or uh, often even more commonly collectively with you know, two or three others with a commitment, with a real um, action plan or kind of in more corporate language, like a business plan for how they're going to scale what they're already doing or how they're going to start something that they want to do, whether that is getting rid of food waste on their college campus or figuring out how to get health care to every homeless person in Florida or how to ensure that um, every kind of young kid in elementary and middle school here on the south side of Chicago ultimately has access to kind of um, public speaking and debate skills coaching. So just anything that kind of you could think of as a challenge that you might have seen like in your own school or community experience, someone at CGIU this year, maybe in years past, is trying to tackle in a new and innovative way in their own lives. Yeah, that's beautiful. And how many years? So this is our 11th. 11th year. So what is the, the effect, the aftermath? You went into a little bit of it, but if you could quantify or put metrics to it, what is the aftermath of this amazing event once they get released out into the world? Back as into the were? world. Yeah. Um, well, one effect is that we have this incredibly um, robust alumni network um, that 
you know, is more than 10,000 strong, like after this weekend. And um, we try to help facilitate alums to stay not only kind of in touch with people that they met this weekend, but also to connect with previous CGIU alums, because oftentimes they can not only kind of learn from each other's experiences, how do you scale, how do you start to manage a team once kind of you're the entrepreneur who mm. can't do it alone. So things like that is also like, some of the younger CGIU students helping some of the you know older, although I'm, I'm still older than all of them, so that kind of feels strange to say, but like, you know, some of the yeah, ones right. from more years past to think mm -hmm. like, how do you use social media? So it's a really amazing, like catalytic and collaborative network across the alums from kind of different generations of, of CGIU classes. And um, more than half of the students continue to send us their progress reports, which is really exciting. So to your point about um, kind of quantification. We have a real sense of, you know, now the thousands of commitments that have been made, the impact um, that they're having. And, you know, some students have really focused on, like, I want to help, like, every um, girl who went to my high school to figure out how to navigate applying for scholarships in the way that I was really thankfully successfully able to do. And so you have some people who say, like, I've now helped, like, 30 girls in my school. And then you have, you know, other people who have helped you know, weed out um, like literally hundreds of thousands of like fake drugs in West Africa. Right? Yeah. So you have different scales of impact, but it's all profoundly important because it's every commitment is helping affect like real people's lives in very real and tangible ways. Yeah. And then I was just talking with Christine Schindler and she was saying how that she's been here for, you know, coming back for many, many years. And now and she she's was on first stage. here in 2012. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now she's talking on stage and she's seeing and meeting, seeing people that she's mentored. And so you have that kind of like they're growing up together and they're not leading each other. So that's got to be really, it's really meaningful. Cool. So how can Let's Give a Damn listeners, they're going to be listening to five weeks of interviews from this event. How can they support these young people? So I think uh, if they're really inspired by the individual young people, I hope that they'll support them directly. Yeah. Right. And because, you know, Christine is a great example. I mean, she has both the work that she started at CGIU to help, you know, initially when she was at Duke, um, kind of middle school girls kind of from the communities I'm sure she talked about, like get involved in engineering projects so they understood like engineering was about like making things and making things better and wasn't kind of this scary thing. Yep. And now she's scaled that to multiple chapters at multiple colleges and universities around the country. Like if you're really inspired by that, um, like reach out to her and I'm sure she can help you like give time or expertise or if you are able and interested like financial support to help start a chapter in a school that may not have one or help expand a chapter if there's a school that you care about kind of nearby. So I think there are really tangible ways um, to be involved and if you're interested in kind of CGIU broadly, like we're always looking for for mentors and new partners. I mean, we're thrilled to have kind of for the first time this year, IBM here to really help um, cool. provide like some of their like best like tech leads who are literally here spending time with students who have like more tech based projects. You know, these students now have access to like three days worth of these IBM. That's incredible. Like technologists who are telling them like, this is really feasible. This is maybe not feasible. Here's a better way to think about it. So if you have like energy and expertise and you're willing to spend a weekend with us, like get in touch and we'll invite you next year. Awesome. Well, you're awesome. Thanks wow. for all the work that you do. And Thank thanks you, for Nick. joining me again well, on the podcast. Thanks for coming. Friends, it's my pleasure today to introduce to you Christine Schindler. 
I sat down with her for a few minutes in Chicago, Chi-Town, a few weeks ago. Her passion and energy were very evident as we shared together. She is an engineer and an entrepreneur. She studied biomedical engineering and global health at Duke as a National Academy of Engineering Grand Challenge Scholar. That is a mouthful. And as a CGIU commitment maker, she founded Girls Engineering Change. Now, GEC equips young girls in elementary and middle school to solve real-world engineering problems. She has also gone on to found PathSpot Technologies. And something tells me this is only the beginning for Christine. I can't wait to see what she continues to build, and I can't wait for her to explain more fully all that she's involved in, all that she's doing, because I know that you'll be inspired right alongside me. So let's get right into my conversation with Christine Schindler. Well, Christine Schindler, welcome to the Let's Give a Damn podcast. Thanks for having me. You just got off the main stage at CGIU 2018. How was that? It was amazing. I a mean, lot of people in the room. Oh my gosh, so many people. And having attended CGIU so many times as a college student um, and then coming back many years as a mentor, it is really inspirational to be on the flip side looking out at the audience, knowing how many times I've sat in that audience and been so inspired by who's on the stage. So That's it was amazing. Really and now you're experience. standing there kind of sharing in front of them. That's got to be really great for It you. was, yeah, it was definitely, it was crazy. <laughs> so we don't have a long time. I'd love to talk forever and ever with you. But we don't have a long time. Uh, start out by sharing a little bit about you. Who are the people, places, and things that made you who you are today? Before we get into your amazing work that you're doing, um, yeah, who are you? If I were to ask that, what comes to mind? What do you want to tell me? I mean, I think it's funny because being here at CGIU, you know, so much of this conference has shaped who I am today. Uh, I first attended CGIU when I was a freshman and I had I was taking all the intro engineering courses um, at Duke University and I was so overwhelmed and intimidated uh, about the idea of being an engineer. And I wasn't sure if it was something I wanted to do and I had this idea about, um, you know, maybe uh, that, that I could inspire more girls to be interested in engineering and I applied to this conference with the idea, nothing else. It was a, such a humbling experience because uh, President Clinton actually mentioned my commitment and my idea on stage that year when I was a freshman in college. And that's got to be a little mind boggling. It was crazy, but I took it to mean, you know, that I could do this. Yeah, I could, validated the I could, yeah. yeah, I could be an engineer and I could inspire other young women who were also intimidated by the, the field and the perception of the field to also go into this field. And, um, you know, engineering has shaped so much of of who I am now and who I am today. Uh, it's uh, inspired all the things that I've done throughout college and beyond. And I just see so much of the impact that that um, you know engineers and, and uh, can be able to make in the world. So it, it is really exciting to be here at CGIU that, that helped put me on that journey, let alone all the impact um, that they were able to help me grow through my commitment to action. Yeah, that's beautiful. So uh, you went to Duke. Did you live around there or did you travel from wherever you lived? To I grew there? up in uh, Northern Virginia in the DC okay. area. Yep. Okay. And, um, and then I went to, I went to Duke, uh, as I mentioned, and studied biomedical engineering and global health. And um, after I graduated, I lived in a lot of different places. Sure. Um, and I asked because my, most of my family live around that area really? right now. So, it's so a how, fantastic so, place. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. So how are you turning your ideas into action? How, or how have you turned your ideas into action? Let's talk about uh, girls engineering change and PathSpot. 
Absolutely. So Girls Engineering Change, the mission behind the organization is to bring girls onto college campuses and have them assemble low-cost devices that hmm. actually get donated somewhere in the world so they can girls can see the impact that they make through engineering. Um, young girls especially really want to see an impact in the career choice that they make. And a lot of the times they view engineering as you know building bridges or building cars, and they don't think about the real-world implications that engineering can have and the creativity that's required for that. Um, when I was interested in going into engineering so many times in you know, high school, say, oh, I, I think I'm going to study engineering. People would be like, what? That's a guy thing. That's a guy, exactly. And you're so creative. Why would you want to be an engineer? And knowing now, you know, the creativity is the core of engineering. Very much so. Um, you know, I just, I wanted to be able to flip that mindset um, so that's that's what Girls Engineering changes. And it's funny, PathSpot was actually born out of um, an idea that I had for Girls Engineering Change. You know, we are always working on new um, curriculums for the girls to engage with and things that they can see things that are happening in the news and then um, build something that relates to that. So for example, we build solar power USB chargers and donate them to disaster relief settings um, and, and emergency response personnel so that the girls could see something in the TV and see that they used engineering to make an impact in that space. And um, we were talking about this issue of foodborne illness that was in the news mm -hmm. all the mm -hmm. time. I mean, people getting incredibly sick, even dying from, from foodborne illness. And we wondered if if there was an organization we could partner with, a company, we usually partner with companies um, to help them do uh, detection tools for foodborne illness so that that could be another project the girls worked on. And we couldn't find anyone who was doing anything wow. in uh, instantaneous detection of these illnesses. And so um, we're a team of engineers. And we went to a Radio Shack going out of business sale, bought a lot of electronic components, <laughs> started iterating that's an amazing. algorithm. And that's what ended up uh, becoming now uh, PathSpot, which is a instantaneous detection system for foodborne illness where employees can place their hands under the device and then instantly see if they have any contamination, um, like indicators of E. coli, salmonella, neurovirus, hepatitis A, listeria, amongst others. And so, um, yeah, I think that it, I, I was thinking through, you know, jumping in and, and starting that full time um, and, and launching that business. And one of the ways that propelled me into it was thinking that, um, you know, that's exactly what I want younger girls to see. I want them to see that if they have an engineering idea and they know how to build it, that they can turn it into a business. And if no one else in the world is solving that problem, it, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be them. So you have a track record clearly of seeing a problem, seeing an issue and taking action. What makes you that way? Was it your parents? Was it a mentor? Was it a teacher? Was it you? That's just how you've always been. Can you, can you trace it back to someone or something or maybe a bunch of someones that made you that way? Because not everyone's like that. Every day we walk around and see people that see something wrong and they walk by it. I literally, I was in New York City the other day and I love that city. It's my favorite city. We're moving there soon, hopefully. But I saw this guy, he took a piece of trash out and he, he had his family with him, his daughters, uh, his wife. He took a piece of trash out of his backpack and threw it on the ground. Like it was already in his backpack. So he, <laughs> he took it out and like, it wasn't if it didn't fall and he then refused to pick it up. He took it out and threw it and it was a big piece of trash. So there are people all around us seeing a problem and either not taking action or contributing to the problem. That's not you. So can you trace that back? 
I mean, my family is incredibly supportive and my parents from a very young age would always encourage me to see the dots of the world and how we can connect them to make a, a solution. And I think that I've carried that with me, you know, through all these years, every time I see different problems that exist, um, you know, I think that there's so many things in the world and, and nothing's really completely new, right? It's innovation yeah, is course. connecting dots between things that should be connected. And yep. so if we know how to make instantaneous detection tools and we know that foodborne illness is a huge problem, why shouldn't we make instantaneous detection tools for foodborne illness? And I think that, um, you know, I was raised to think in that way and outside the box. And I think that's really the, the mindset of an engineer too. One of my favorite things about being an engineer is that engineering is, is not just about you know, solving equations or solving math problems, right? It's really about seeing something as a problem and creating a solution that doesn't exist. And um, that was my favorite part about my coursework too, was being able to develop brand new solutions and, and to really create them. And I think that carries out far into my life beyond just engineering um, principles, but also how you approach problems on a day-to-day -day basis with that lens of an engineering mindset that just because there isn't a current solution doesn't mean you can't build one. That's amazing. So let's go very general for a minute. Everybody listening, to the Let's Give a Damn podcast, I assume is listening because they want to give a damn or are giving a damn and want to be encouraged, inspired, so on and so forth. Uh, so go very general. And just from what you've learned in your life, can you give one or two general pieces of advice for why they should give a damn in, in this context, why they should turn their ideas into action, but why they should give a damn? Why is it, why is it important to do that and, uh, instead of uh, you know just being complacent and just chilling and living, you know, a self-serving life. Like, why is it important to give a damn? I think it's important because you can. I mean, if you can and you are able to make that impact and you and you can see that problem and you have the capabilities to do it, there's so many people that can't uh, for for so many different reasons and so many different situations. And so, if if you're listening to this podcast and you're capable of making that impact and and you have the capacity and the ability, then I think you have a responsibility. And I look at this this conference, it's full of change makers. I mean, people that I've known now for years and watch them grow these ideas into, into real world solutions. And um, it's it's so fun to stand up on the stage with them. But I, I also remember being next to them, you know, when when we just all had a bunch of ideas. Yeah. And those ideas wouldn't be what they are now if we hadn't all continued to work on them and continued to put our all into them. And I, it's, it's hard. I mean, there's so many days when I'd rather just, just not, you know, and, but I, but I just go back to that. I, I can. And so I do. And, and because of that, um, you know, that's why all those other people were up there on stage with me and, and why we had the opportunity to continue building these things together. And it's a better world because of it. And that, that definitely is what inspires me. What is the reach of the work that you're doing? Can you put numbers or metrics to how impactful your work is being? I mean, in, in Girls Engineering Change, we, we've reached thousands of, of young girls and, and worked with thousands of university volunteers Amazing. across the country um, to build these devices that are then, then donated to these areas in need. And we have multiple different curriculums um, that, that cover lots of different types of engineering so that the girls can really dive into those different solutions. Uh, PathSpot is, is a newer organization. Um, we got started about a year ago, uh, but we're already across the food service industry in farms, packaging facilities, restaurants. We've scanned hundreds of thousands of hands and detected thousands of cases of foodborne illness that could have made someone sick. And one of my favorite things to, to look at is the data and to see that um, 
in the locations that are using our unit, we've seen a 75% reduction in foodborne illness, um, wow. um, contamination amazing. rates, yeah. because we see that the, the people are actually improving in their hand washing and sanitation skills when given the tools to use them. That's amazing. How can we support what you're doing? If somebody says, oh, that sounds interesting, whether girls engineering change or path spot or whatever, how can we, how can we do that? I mean, one of the ways, uh, you can support is by, by taking the commitments that you have in your own life and, and doing them. I'm yeah. continuously inspired by seeing other people, you know, go up against these big challenges that exist in the world and not just accepting them, but moving forward uh, on them. And that's what inspires me to keep working on these things in the, in the very, very late nights and very, very early mornings um, when, it, when it gets really difficult. So I think that's, that's definitely a huge component. And um, if you ever want to talk ideas, definitely reach out. There are our websites. We're always uh, interested in hearing what other people think of our, our products and how we can improve them to, to better support the world. That's great. And we'll include all those details in the show notes. Let's end with the big one. Uh, we're all going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. What do you want your legacy to be? I feel like I don't have a good answer to that yet. Um, because my legacy is, is constantly changing. Um, you know, I think that if you told me six years ago that I would be up on the stage, I, I would have never believed it. And so I just try to take it really each day at a time and, and try to make the biggest impact I can every single day, because I think that's what will set up the next day. And so I can't really look forward. I, I don't know what, um, the future will hold. Uh, I know that it's going to be exciting and I know that I'm, I'm not going to give up on these problems and so many other problems that exist. I'm always going to be looking at it with an engineering mindset and, and trying to uh, figure out what the next solution might be. And we'll see where that legacy takes me. <laughs> That's amazing. Christine Schindler, thanks so much for joining us today. I wish you the best. You're obviously going to continue to do amazing things. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Let's give a dammers. I hope you're encouraged by Christine's vision for her life and her legacy. To find more information and all web and social media links for this podcast conversation, go to podcast.letsgiveadam.com. I truly, truly thank you for all the ways you continue to support this show. You're helping us keep the lights on one month at a time. So keep up the good work. Tell a friend about this podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give a dollar or five to help us pay for the production and the travel and everything for this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash let's give a damn. This podcast episode was edited and produced by the incredible Chad Snavely. The music is by our brilliant friend Propaganda. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to spend more time with you next week for the fourth podcast in our Clinton Global Initiative series. Christine is awesome. You all are awesome. I love you. Bye.